Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. edition of the pregame postgame podcast mike pacheco jim zogi coming out of the bye week it feels like i haven't seen you in like three weeks jim but it's uh, good good to have you well back london time it's been yes. three weeks yes. you still in london time by well way? i don't know because now we're about to fall three hours behind so i don't know if it's uh it's thursday morning or tuesday afternoon but uh good to be back for a game this week huge game big game Six san francisco yeah. right Panthers on a four-game winning streak, two great defenses. So I'm really looking forward to this game. Well, I know there was a lot of talk, um, you know, about the Patriots being undefeated and haven't been tested. Uh, this is not that case for the Panthers, but I think this is a good measuring stick game for where the the, the Panthers yeah. are coming out of the bye week after a four and two start. And for you know, I think for everybody, but for Kyle Allen especially, I mean, I think you know this could be a really interesting game as Cam Newton is now getting on the practice field with the trainers doing some individual work. So obviously he's progressing to the point where that actual not injury but healthy decision is coming. So let's look at it both ways. If Kyle Allen goes out there, lights it up, or at least plays very well against one of the top defenses in the league, and you win, especially. I don't know how you touch that, right? And on the other hand, if he goes out there and they're playing uh, kind of a better defense than they played before and all of a sudden it looks too big for him, which I don't think is going to happen, but if, say, if it did, just saw all those scenarios there, then it makes it a little bit easier to make a decision uh, with uh, maybe going back to where you were before. But it's like, you know, it's really a performance-based industry. And so I think uh, for the team, you want to win. It's exciting, everybody involved. But I think to kind of go that next level of what's a subplot there, I think it's going to be huge. I'm excited to see how Kyle Allen uh, goes against his uh, Niners team with his teammates. So let's take a step back because obviously uh, London was a great success for the team. Big win over Tampa Bay. What was? Give us a little bit of a, a slice of what life was like over there for you guys. We um, So we got in on Thursday morning of that week for the Sunday games. We basically had Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then the game on Sunday, so three days to uh, do a little bit of Panther work and then uh, kind of get around London a little bit. And I'm, I'll, I know you are, too. I love history. Yeah. So for me, we went inside Westminster Abbey and toured that. Uh, London Tower, um, walked around, saw a lot of the sites, all the, you know, just being around the river, the London uh, Eye, all that stuff there. So it was cool. I'll, I'll be honest, my favorite things were just sitting in some of those pubs, oh, yeah. centuries old, right. having a pint yeah. and just sitting there. And as they say, and, and they own it, food's not great. It's just okay. I'll be honest. It's Shomar's, <laughs> 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 it's, which is I like Shomar's. Right, so that's not, a, it's not a, right, I'm just saying, right, it, yeah. but it's Shomar's. It's yeah. fried fish and fries. 
and meat pies and things like that. So it's uh, cabbage. I'm not a mushed peas guy. I'm not any kind of peas guy. I don't like peas. I don't like mushed peas. It's like a... So you just mind your cues? Yes. <laughs> I only mind my cues. <laughs> Which comes from minding your pints and quarts. That's yeah, where that comes yeah, from, yeah. for those who don't know. But, um, yeah, I just... Uh, and their vegetables are what, as we talked about with Jordan Gross, what agriculture allows, right? Cabbage, right. peas, and potatoes. Um, but you know, a lot of underground travel with the subway system. They're jam-packed, but it's the best way to get around if you ever go over there. Did ride one double-decker bus. Did a lot of walking because there's so much traffic there. Sometimes it's like two miles. Why don't we just walk that? Yeah. It'll be about 35, 40 minutes. That's I think we just walk it. Walk off it, that pint. Walk off that fried fish in that pint. But um, <laughs> I liked it. It was nice. I've been to a couple foreign countries. It was nice to be in one where they speak English. Yes. So that's, you know, <laughs> so, different so, English. For the most part. Well, you know, I've got my um, my Siri setting on my phone set to the British accent for the lady, and people always go, why do you do that? I go, because I got tired of the regular American <laughs> one, and the choices were like Australian yeah. or uh, Old English, basically. So I think that helped me to navigate the language there locally yeah. to hear that accent. Well, you do have a thing about taking pictures with uh, phones, like, yes. like, like pay phones. <laughs> Because we don't see them yeah, very often. Yeah. And they're all, by the way, those red uh, phone booths, they're all over. And those are working phones. Unlike the one you're talking about that used to be my Twitter yeah. um, picture was in Jacksonville. That's actually a pay phone with a phone book at the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium in the media area that exists. And it's just wow. there. It doesn't work. But doesn't they still work. pay phones on but the, the wall. the red phone does work. Red phones work. I picked it up thinking I was just going right. to do a funny picture. And I heard yeah. the dial tone in my ear. Yeah. And it started beeping while I was doing now, that. Now, you didn't see a blue telephone booth, did you? No, I did not. So you're not a Doctor Who guy? No. TARDIS? <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, no, the premise of the show, you know, it's it's time travel and sci-fi. But, you know, on the outside, it's one of those telephone booths. But, but inside, blue. it's like this giant spaceship. Oh, that would have been outstanding. Yeah. I would have thoroughly you enjoyed that. That would have been a great time right. if I had known that. I did not see that, though. So Princess Harry and... Uh, Nancy. No, didn't see them. No. no. <laughs> Prince Harry. You, you weren't invited out to the... No. No. There no uh, quail hunting no Megan and uh, Megan no Megan Markle Megan. and Harry, no William and what's her name? Who's William married Kate. to? Kate, exactly. We did. You know, we went to Westminster Abbey, went to St. Paul. So these are where all the royal weddings happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of kings and uh, queens uh, being ordained. Changing of the guard, did you do that? We missed it. It only happened Friday during a time we couldn't get out there. So you'll laugh at this. Did I tell this last week? We didn't do it last week, did we? Right. So no, we're out there. We get to London, and um, I, I've gone to Europe four times before, and I always just keep going. But Sandra said, "Let's let's just lay down for an hour, so yeah. you can nap." She's tired, and she came out on a commercial flight that arrived when our charter flight did. So we lay down. Of course, she gets up in an hour. She's kicking me out of bed almost three hours later. I was go I could have slept oh, the whole day yeah. away. So I look at my phone. It's Mick Mixon texting me that uh, let's go get lunch. I go, "Where are you?" He goes, "TGI Fridays," <laughs> and I go. You son of a gun. I'm not going to have my first meal in the U.K. at TGI Fridays. He was down there eating a, a veggie burger, one of his black yeah. bean burgers or right. whatever, at TGI Fridays. Right. So I went down, and we, we said, hey, but we didn't eat there. We yeah. went off and That's got funny. the other food I told you about. That's funny. Well, I, I, I've been to a Dunkin' Donuts in Prague and a McDonald's <laughs> somewhere in between uh, Prague and Aust in Vienna, so I, I can't I can't make any comments about that. But so th that was good, and it was a good uh, good game. win. Yeah, yeah. Stadium. Oh, I should mention Wait, the stadium. The stadium. Yeah, yeah. Tottenham yeah. Stadium is that this. They will host a Super Bowl there. Just breaking wow. news. They will. The NFL helped to plan the stadium. I think I believe they helped to finance the stadium to some degree. And it was like going to a Super Bowl. The credentials looked like our Super Bowl credentials from Super Bowl Fifty. This is purely being set up, first of all, as a Super Bowl site that's going to happen. Of course, the the annual games that are over right. there will happen there. And I, I bet you at some point, one of these poor attendants will be gone franchises like Jacksonville, Tampa. will be doing four and four, I bet you. I bet they'll do four in Florida, 
four over there. And that, I don't think you could ever put a full-blown franchise there. As I always say, like, how do you try out punters on Tuesday? Right. I mean, you'd have to have a states-based team. Right. So I bet Super Bowl for sure. Put it, I bet every dollar I have on that. And secondly, I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in the future, like that baseball team, isn't yeah. uh, the, the Montreal going to be sharing a team? Right. Well, they did. Remember, they did the Yankees and the Red Sox did uh, uh, two 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 days, two games. Yeah. In uh, at Wembley, I think it yeah. was. And, and the fans love the NFL there. I mean, they're 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 about it. I mean, it's not like you're just intruding on their space. Like they enjoy American football. So well, I, think I think the stadium uh, was fascinating because they actually built it with the the turf, the, the sport turf. As a base, right, and they actually have a, the grass on on rollers, right. That they can roll it out completely. Two different fields, amazing. Yeah, so it's it's set up perfectly for that. So, and, and that, what was the press box like? We'll cry about it when the time comes, but there will be a Super Bowl in London. Uh, press box was uh, our broadcast box was separate from the press area, so I never did see the main press area. So we were up on nine. The press food was on one press dining. Yeah. So we had to go from nine to one. Oh. Up on nine, there was something that looked like a press area, but I think it was more like PR kind of whatever right. people and they actually had a functioning bar up there really? so if you wanted to get a pint you could right we were thinking let's not push it yeah we harry carry yeah it's like <laughs> it'd be fun to say for the first time in 25 years uh had a beer had a pint during a game but i go yeah. maybe we shouldn't push it quite that yeah, far right, without right, asking right, right, no. and i'm guessing the answer is no yeah uh, so that was kind of a little bit interesting that was up there but yeah it's very much a futuristic kind of looking yeah. stadium very cool obviously brand new i mean truly the week before his game between the Raiders and Bears was the first football game there. It's just been open in the last few months, so uh, be- a beautiful stadium. Yeah, and, it looked uh, great. I mean, it looked great on TV. Like I said, we're at the ceiling, ninth floor. We can still see fine, just good sight lines. All That's that great. Stuff. Yeah. That's great. All right, so back to uh, the United States. Um, but now you're not going necessarily as far, but you're still going uh, what, 3,000 miles in the opposite direction now. It feels like an Atlanta trip after going to London. Yeah, this right. feels like a piece of cake going <laughs> to the California. Walk. Milk run. Uh <laughs> But well, let's look at San Francisco. This is a team, um, you know. Obviously, they get you know two running backs. Uh, was it one of them went to like Georgia Southern? Um, to me, what's interesting about this is you know Jimmy Garoppolo's healthy, but their defense is just uh, incredible. I think I saw a stat today that they are either one or two, or they're definitely top five enforcing opponents' offenses into three and outs. Yeah. So it's gonna be important for the, the third down. I know Eugene and I talk about this a lot on the post game show. Uh, third down is going to be critical for this Panthers offense. Yeah, and they're on third down, third in the league is 30% efficiency on third downs, let alone the three and outs you were mentioning there. Fewest passing yards. They're giving up 133 passing yards a game. They've given up 100 yards in the last two weeks combined. Yeah. You know, 50 yards a week, 49 yards a week the last two weeks. Now, they, they shut out Washington in the rain last week, so that's what it is. Uh, but uh, second in yards, second in fewest points allowed. And then offensively, they're third in points. And they're seventh in yards, second-best rushing team in the league. So they're all the things that you want to be, a team that ball hogs by running the ball right? and then a team that stops you defensively. And they get after the quarterback. We got 27 sacks. They got 20. So they're fifth in the league in sacks with Bosa and Ford up there up front. So they're kind of stylistically, there's some differences, obviously, but stylistically in general what the Panthers are the and want to be. Want to do Strong defense, things, right? control the, 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 the ground game. Uh, Garoppolo, to me, is kind of like Kyle Allenby throws some picks because he's been right. intercepted yeah, six yeah, times. Yeah. Other than those six picks, uh, Garoppolo and Kyle Allen play a very similar percentage-wise in terms of completion and all that. And you don't want to make big, too big a deal out of this, but you know, even though Kyle Allen has won five games, four in a row, this feels like um, those four games were maybe quizzes, and now this is the end of the, end of the semester exam. Yes. 
I mean, this is like, and I don't want to say it like this because I think Kyle Allen's playing great, but it's like when Eugene would be in the booth with us and we'd say, you know, between Mick, Eugene, and me, we've been to three Pro Bowls and three Super Bowls or whatever because of Eugene. Yes, so I, I Kyle that. Allen is also 4-0 because of an unbelievable defense, and sure. Christian McCaffrey is an MVP running back. So it's it, he's doing what he needs to do, and he's playing great. Uh, but he has seven touchdown passes. Four came in the what first game, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like three in the last three games. So he's playing well. He, I don't think he's just a game manager. I think he can be a pro starting quarterback. He's shown that, and I think we're onto something here with him. But let's give credit roundly around the coaching, yeah, uh, the teammates, the players that are helping out with this. Uh, that while he's winning, his record is what that is. Uh, Curtis Samuel's also four zero in the last four weeks. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, uh, DJ Moore is four zero in the past four weeks so is Ross Cockrell so they've all been contributing to that it's also I think going to be uh really interesting as a team though uh this this is a good measuring stick game as as we mentioned earlier um and and maybe a win gives this Panther team a little bit of respect I think people are still looking at it as a two-loss team and not really uh anything else and I think some of that has to do with the fact that you know the Saints have been playing great their defense is great Teddy Bridgewater has kind of done the same thing he's Mm kind of come in as as a pretty good placeholder but I, I, no, th- I will say this about the Panthers, though. Um, their back half of the season is really tough. I mean, when you look at the, the, the next ten games for the Panthers, it's, it's – Five a, division leaders. Yeah, five division leaders. And Seattle, yeah. which is five and two. So that's six of your ten. The other four are against last-place teams in Atlanta twice, uh, Washington, and even though Tennessee won, they're three and four. They're a last-place team in their division right now. So it's six of the ten are against really tough competition. So it's going to be – and this is one of them, obviously, playing San Francisco. This is, like you said, this is a great measuring test. It's like a playoff game. You're playing a team that could be, you know, I don't think they're going undefeated, but they could be the number one seed in the NFC. But if you win this one and you get to 5-2 and two and you knock them off, this is a huge win in the conference if you can pull this off. I think the opposite is true, though. I think this is a big game for San Francisco. I mm-hmm. mean, this is going to be a big test for them, facing a team, you know, philosophically that does some similar things. The Panthers' defense has been playing great. And, you know, I think for Eric Reed, this is, uh, you know, it was described, uh, he was asked if this was going to be a revenge game. And uh, <laughs> I think the, not the exact quote was, it'll be de- he'll be determined for this game. But, you know, as Ron Rivera said, I mean, he's a pro's pro. Uh, I wouldn't really expect him to, uh, as we heard uh, Gerald McCoy talk about earlier in the year, about facing his former team. I mean, th- there'll be a little bit, maybe a little bit extra motivation, but I don't think he's going to need it. He's not that type of guy. Yeah, he um, he's one of those guys, him, Bruce Irvin, there's a couple guys they could say, do you want to go get ice cream? And it would feel intimidating. <laughs> it's just kind of like this kind of yeah. cold-hearted stare and just kind of like a matter-of-factness about them that just is just their their exterior. And they could yeah. be talking about, you know, their kids, and, and they sound that way. But, um, yeah, it's a game that's going to mean a lot to him, just like going against his brother in Houston was a few weeks ago. And you mentioned the Niners. I mean, they beat Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh which is having a rough year. Cleveland's not been at all what they thought they would be. The Rams, which is a good win, and at Washington. So, really, they've only played one team with a winning record, the Rams, right? And so, I will give them credit, though. They've only had one close game, and that was Pittsburgh was a four-point game. The other ones were nine and double digits after that. So, I mean, they're they're basically clobbering the ones they're playing. But it's kind of like they're playing the ACC Coastal. It's like I don't feel like they've had that, like really tough competition. So I think, as you to your point, uh, it's a good measuring stick for us and also for the Niners to get a sense of maybe how good they might or might not be. All right, so we got the game coming up on Sunday. It'll be a 4:05 start. Uh, so of course you can listen to the game right here on WBT, and you guys will uh, go on the air. Uh, it'll be 10 o'clock your time. It'll be one o'clock on the West Coast. I am Coast. not doing a six-hour <laughs> pregame show, Mike Pacheco. 
Yeah. So one o'clock <laughs> Eastern time uh, is when you guys will go on the air. Okay, so I get to move ahead three hours. Yes. For that part so of you, the day. So you moved back five. Are you a guy that no, you when moved you up five now you move back? Three. When you travel, do you stay on your home East Coast time, or do you, when you travel west or uh, overseas, do you do you switch to the local time? So I learned this early on. I've always kept myself on East Coast time, and then do the math. Now the the issue becomes. Uh, now with technology is uh, your phone. My, 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 my I got the iWatch and the iPhone, yeah, so it, it automatically. Uh, even even my computer will change. So yeah, and I'll have that coming up in two weeks. We'll be going with Winthrop. We'll be going out to uh, to California to play Fresno State and St. Mary's. So now that's right. You'll be. I'll mentally try to stay on East Coast time, uh, but it's going to be hard with the technology. Yeah, I'll be honest. It'll be ten o'clock pregame for me, one o'clock for you guys. So I, once if it's more than a day. I tend to just get but on whatever time But you know why I did that? Um, when I was, especially when I was with the Red Sox, uh, I would do it because um, I had to think about, you know, obviously know when we were going to be on the air, but also think about when it was going to be on back in Boston, right? Back on the East Coast. So that's why I was always staying. As you know, time. we've got people that think for us, like David Langton, yeah, and uh, Ben Blevins and uh, Harold Hamrick. So we don't have to think; they do. We just have to show up. <laughs> You have to do a lot of thinking. <laughs> you're, you're selling yourself. You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do the amount of thinking I have to do. I don't overthink it. Don't overthink. It it. Don't overthink. It. It. All right. Well, we're not going to overthink this close either. We're just going to yeah. say goodbye and thanks for listening. Monday. It's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.